Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Simply Finance. Today's episode, I have the privilege of interviewing Corey Gregory, or otherwise known as Corey G online. Uh, Corey was the co-founder of a supplement company called Muscle Farm. Uh, This is one of the most successful supplement companies over the past two decades. Corey even helped them reach $177 million in annual revenue back in 2014. They were selling in over 10,000 stores and were sponsors of major, major athletes uh, of the likes of Mike Bisping from the UFC, Tiger Woods, and even uh, partnering on a supplement line with none other than Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, today, he's also the founder of CoreyGFitness.com, which is a great place uh, for his own personal workouts, diet, coaching, um, etc. cetera. Uh, he's also the co-founder today of MaxEffortMuscle.com, which is his new personal line line of supplements uh, that you should definitely check out. And I will add a link in the show notes. He's also a co-host of a popular entrepreneurship podcast called Business in Biceps uh, with his co-host, John Fosco. He's the author of The Mindset Manual, which is a, a book all about, obviously, proper mindset and how to plan goals and really to plan your life. And uh, today, he's also become quite the investor himself. So uh, today's episode is a fun one. We really dive into a lot of different investing topics. It was awesome having Corey on the podcast. Uh, I appreciate him taking the time to uh, talk to me about his investments and his personal plans to build wealth. And uh, thank you guys for listening. If you want to check out any of those things I just talked about in his background, I'll have all of the links in the show notes. And besides that, thank you for listening. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Simply Finance with Shane White. I'm uh, honored today to have a uh, long time, I would call him like a mentor of mine. He just didn't know it yet. Uh, Corey, <laughs> Corey G, or everyone knows him as Corey G, um, Corey Gregory. Um, God, it's like there's so much to probably cover. I, I'll try to do a cliff notes and you you help me out if uh, I miss anything major, but um Corey is a, uh, a longtime bodybuilder, power lifter, um, CEO, entrepreneur. Um, he's done a lot of different things. And for Simply Finance, I thought it'd be super badass to have Corey on um, to talk, you know, investing. He's really into dividends. Um, and then just some business stuff, too. I, you know, sure. I have questions. I think you could add a ton of value for my listeners and hopefully... Uh, this is something good for him. So Corey, you want to just say, Hey, and give a little, little download for you. For sure. Yeah. Hey, thanks for having me on the show, Shane. And thanks for expressing how long you've been paying attention to my content, which is really cool. And there's a whole host of people that were in college when I was super popular on bodybuilding.com doing all those workouts that are now, you know, older and professionals and now have, you know, like I met my friend Preston, who's like head marketing thing at the PGA. He used to do the get, get stack or uh, sorry, get swole. I've reprogrammed myself, get swole (laughs) program on bodybuilding.com. Like it's amazing to see as you guys have now um, matured out what y'all are doing. And a lot of people are reaching back out. So it's been, I never even thought about that piece, you know what I mean? Which has been, now that I've been in the game this long, it's been cool. But yeah, man, I really label myself as a, definitely an entrepreneur hundred percent, but most of the things I've done has been within fitness. So it's, I, I, I label myself as kind of a fitness, serial fitness entrepreneur, cause I've been on all sides of it. And when I say that, it's like, 
personal trainer in a gym, owned a personal training studio, owned a gym, you know, been a sponsored athlete by Reebok. I used to work for a supplement company. I owned a supplement company that was in retailers. Then now we own a supplement business that's direct to customer, Max Effort Muscle. It's like being in podcasting. Um, I've really been on a, on about every side of this industry. And so, you know, that's why I kind of labeled myself fitness uh, entrepreneur because it's all kind of been in the same vertical. But most recently, like you mentioned, I've been heavy in dividends. Um, I've actually invested in some oil drilling out in Kansas. And I've been, um, you know, trying to make that next step um, in teaching myself finance, a, a different financial IQ that I grew up with and, you know, then to try to pass it on. So it's all kind of part of my process of trying to create some wealth. That's awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, I've, to be honest, like the, the, the longer I've followed you and like the workout side of things, but to be honest with you, um, I, I got into podcasts back when like Tim Ferriss and Joe Rogan were like the only two I knew of that did podcasts. Sure. So I've been into podcasts for a long time. Um, and I got into your, your, your main podcast, Business and Biceps, that yeah. you do with John Fosco. And uh, I started listening to that. Oh, he is a beast. Yeah, I know. I, I said I'd, someday to get you both on here would be so sick. I, oh, no, we can make that happen for sure. That'd be fun. Um, but what I was going to say is it's been, it's been cool to listen to the other side of what you've done. I mean, to be honest, like I've always known the workout plans and, you know, muscle farm days, those things. Um, but it's wild to, you know, the, the more I've gotten to, uh, you know, follow CoreyGFitness.com. And to me, I feel like I really resonate with people who are um, just go-getters. And that's kind of why yeah. I started this podcast. So it's cool to have you on. Um, you just, you hustle, you know, you're yeah. the, if anyone knows Corey G, he's the wake up at 4am to work out, uh, you know, just hustle doing all kinds of stuff. And so it's cool to see that you, now you're talking a lot about like dividends and investing, which is more what I've spent a lot of time doing. And uh, so well, just understanding like, you know, I was on this path as a, a person who grew up with, you know, living in a trailer and zero financial education to, you know, not only create businesses and create a change for my family, but then start to pass down a different level of finance. Like I give stock to my kids for Christmas. I so teach cool. them about dividends. Like, you know, my kids will bring sometimes birthday money to them, to me to invest for them. And we'll go over and look at stocks that are, especially now awesome. everything was so low. And so like, yeah. and then even on the flip side, my parents now, um, you know, my stepdad, um, is not in the coal mine anymore. My mom works for me at Core G fitness and just they're investing going on and getting them set up and them understanding dividends. And so like really going the top direction and below, which I always was concerned about, you know, how can I change, you know, the next generations and, and that on, on going, but it's actually affected both sides from kind of what my business stuff has done and the stuff I've taught myself. And it's, it's, it's been actually just wild, man, to be yeah, honest. That's awesome. I was going to, that's that, I, to kind of bounce to the, my, my first question. I was curious, like your background, like you said, like, wasn't, it's not like you went to and get a finance degree. You haven't like worked in finance. So like, how did no. you get into finance? Like what was, you know, what was like well, the thing that got you doing all that? The first hard truth about this, and it's not some, a lot of people don't even know how to even talk about these things. So I don't even really mention them, but you know, our first, my first big company, which was muscle farm went public on the pink sheets. Yeah. Right. So, you know, but that wasn't really a good experience for me. And I'll tell you why is because I, I wasn't in a position where I was like operating with a lot of the stock and that kind of stuff, but I was on the marketing side more, but I didn't, you know, I didn't understand it as well as I obviously do now. Um, I would have, you know, probably changed a lot of the ways that maybe we would have done some things, but it's like, you know, the valuation 
in the news and the amount of debt and the amount we were raising, how much we were spending, like it was just all happening so fast, man. Yeah. I wish I could, you know, you always, I never regret anything cause I had to go through all of that to understand sure. it. But when we did a reverse split and then it kind of worked its way back down because we were taking on, and, and this is what I always love. People are like, you know, why did you not take on good debt? But like in 2010, <laughs> there's no remember? good debt. No, bro. It was after the yeah. housing crash. Like there was no. a lot of like shaky stuff. So like oh, yeah. I had an ex-NFL player and a, a personal trainer that are, you know, starting a business that have no experience in something this big, even though it was running, we just basically didn't have the right people around us, uh, to be honest with sense. you. Yeah. And the proper, you know, so I learned a shitload about the stuff then. And I would say like, in a way, like I got punched in the face by it. Yeah. So then as I got out of that, then I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm not going to go public anymore like that. I'm done with that bullshit. But yeah. understanding now how all of this works, I got a crash course that was pretty serious. And now, you know, and also I think investing has a lot to do with personality types. Like I've built a body and a business over a really long time, right? It's been, I've been, you know, I started my first business in 1999. So the dividend stuff to me, you know, really looking at stuff that has upside to grow, but pays you every quarter and then creating, you know, once I creating like basically a side salary that automatically reinvests right now, but then eventually you can get it kicked to you and you're older, like all of that made a lot of sense to me once I understood it. And then I could understand like, all right, I'm taking 10 or 20 G in here to invest. And I know I'm going to make, you know, 7% yield. The business has been paying for 50 years. And look, some people have cut theirs most recently, right, but yeah. you know, I built myself up a real nice salary that's automatically reinvesting every month, whether I touch it or not. And once I started to understand that process, I was like, this is easy, not easy, but this is, this is a game yeah. that my personality can identify with and understand. And I, I have bought stocks that aren't dividend plays, but a heavy amount of my portfolio is dividend plays. Gotcha. Okay. That's exciting. That's, it's really interesting to hear the salary piece, to be honest. Like I, I've talked about dividends on here before and yeah. that's a great way to think about it. Cause I have a lot of people that have reached out and they've asked, like, I feel like if I don't know enough about the company, like I feel like I'm gambling, but I feel like dividend investing. It's a little different. Is, yeah. It's, it's just a little different. Like most of those companies are not, I mean, they're definitely still risky, but they're not going to be most of them paying dividends are at a point in their life cycle where they're not having yeah. exponential growth anymore. So they're trying to find other ways to give back to their investors. So having investments in dividend stocks that build up your portfolio, uh, just an interesting way to think about it. Just to think that like it pays you over time. And like yeah. if you put a lot of your value in that over time, that's just going to get to a point where it's- well, it compounds and rolls over. And so here's, right. here's why I think people don't think it's that cool because it's not sexy. It's like an old man play. Right. And so oh, for me, right. So that's where I think I never really understood it. You hear people talk about, oh, well, my grandma bought me some stock and it paid <laughs> dividends. And you're like, like, what the fuck's that really mean? Right. Right, so right. When I understood when it was really like, okay, if I own a hundred shares and it says it pays $2 a share a year, you know what I mean? Whatever the cost of the share is, I'm like, all right, that's 200 bucks. Well, no one's that excited about that. But if you do that times hundreds of thousands of dollars in upon millions, you can create a serious, and, and the funny thing is I'm saying salary and I'm, I'm an entrepreneur, so I've never had a salary, right? So that's a funny way for me to explain it. But when I explain yeah. it to people, especially people where I'm from or people that look to me to, to learn stuff because they know I'm kind of the first kind of you know th group in my family through this, it's an easy way to explain it. Like, yo, right now I don't need that money. 
But guess what? What if I retire tomorrow and I'm like, yo, go ahead and kick me that however many thousand a month rate to my, you know, that, that covers if I have any liabilities yeah. and understanding the basics between liabilities and assets was key too. But that's really the way I look at it. So when I go to my financial guy, I go, yo, what is this going to yield me for the year? Um, does the, you know, is it at its 52 week low or high? What's the upside potential of the, you know, that can build even more equity within the share, but how long they pay their dividend for. And yeah, 2% yield doesn't get me real super excited, but I balance between, you know, especially cause stuff has been lower right now. Right. The yields are higher. And once you lock that in, bro, as long as you believe in the company, it's yeah. locked. If I, right. I bought Exxon stock at $34. Oh, wow. It's 44, 45 today. And I locked in a yield that if I never get rid of it, like, then, you know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So hundred percent. that's, that's the kind of, so I went through and Chevron in the seventies, um, you know, bought Exxon in the thirties. I bought marathon at 1790. Um, oh, wow. like I, yeah, I went that's through and yeah, yeah, no, I did real good now, but the other plays I've made, like, look, I'm a huge believer in Barstool Sports. Yeah. I, I went and grabbed some pen at a 17. I originally bought it when it came out at 29, but only grabbed 100 shares. But I went deep in at like 1790. And as we were getting on this podcast, it would, it would just hit 2430. Wow. Yeah, I was going to say, pen has been doing well. It pen raised, and DraftKings. Yeah, it's went up like 10%. Three, so, and then I went through different sectors and I'm like, all right, look you know what? I, I know I have young dudes in my crew, right? So I'll ask, I'll literally do my own market research. I think okay, you like love it. So I go like my dude, Trey, who's my camera guy. He's got his girlfriend. She's in college. I'm like, as your girlfriend, she still buys American Eagle. Yeah, she does. Well, <laughs> so does my wife too. Look yeah. at this man, right? So I'm looking at their stock and I know who owns them because I'm from Columbus, right? They're okay. from here. And I'm like, this shit's $7.30. Everything's yeah. closed. So right. let me grab a thousand shares of that. How's that not go back up? And dude, two days later, they released news. If we were closed for a year, we got enough cash. Boom, it's Boom. 8.30. Yeah. As soon as they open the stores back, bang. And I could ride that to 13 or 14. So I think there's some like real good opportunities right now. But also right before this happened, I was real aggressive in the market. So I bought some stuff that was high because the Dow was like 29,000. So, you know, everyone's, I would say most people are probably red here and there but I've made some really good buys within this process that's going to easily swing me the opposite direction um, and reallocated some money. And I would even be like, yo, I might take a bath here four or 500 or a thousand bucks, but the upside that this thing's so low right now and pays a dividend, I would lock in a better yield long-term. So I had some real strategies going on, but man, it's, I've been really enjoying it. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun, right? Yeah. That's once I, you, once you understand, like, I don't understand puts and calls and contracts and all that stuff yet. I ain't got that deep into it, but what I know, what I'm dealing with right now, I feel comfortable. Um, and I understand, and I've had some really good, um, you know, man, like, look, I, I grew up where we could barely afford to rent. I go in my account and realize like I made like $500 in a day in dividends. I'm like, yeah, you're like, like for, you know, is- like, man, what? Like yeah. to me, it's almost like that's fucking free money, Shane. Yeah. yeah. Like it's literally it just bought free money. me. It just bought me automatically bought me more shares that then pay more dividends next quarter. Like to me, I was like, how are how does people not see this? But it comes down to that it's not super sexy. Yeah. It's not sexy. And I this is why I really want to get you on, is I think you have a cool perspective and it's funny that you said Barstool. I'm a big fan of Barstool. And I, when I did the, when I started this podcast, you know, I have a fine, I went to a Purdue, got like a finance degree. I've worked in corporate finance and then I worked at a startup food company now. Mm-hmm. And so I've kind of bounced around, but what's been consistent since I've been a kid is 
it's just so fucking boring trying to learn about finance. And like <laughs> I agree. Every, you know what I mean? And all the shows are boring. And, like the and everybody talking. looks like a bunch of fucking stiffs. Yeah. So like <laughs> the reason I started this is like I want to get people into it and excited because sure. it can be fun. Like what you're talking about is like it's not sexy, but like it's sexy when you see 500 bucks in dividends that came back Dude, to you, you know? Like I, sexy, I invested so. in that um, OKE, which is like natural gas and has some other stuff. And, and yeah, I mean, I bought in at 27 bucks. Today it was $35. It paid its dividend a week ago. And, you know, I mean like 500, literally $500 reinvested in dividends. So I go home and I tell my wife and look, we've been doing business for like 20 years and I'm still excited about this. I'm like, Ray, yeah. do you understand? Like, she's like, what, what's going on now? She didn't even, I mean, she cares, <laughs> but that's not real. I'm like, right. We had $500 of free money today reinvest in the stock that then's going to pay us even more dividends next quarter. Like, I was like, you understand, like, if we don't need to touch this, for X amount of years, it's just going to keep rolling over and rolling over past all these companies. It, it is like, look, there's just different ways. Like I brought up like with a poor mentality. And now that I understand a wealth mentality, I'm passionate about, you know, getting out at least the pieces that I know, which right. I think are pretty easy to understand. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's where people get, I think a little hung up is most, I mean, I'm 28. I feel like a lot of the guys that I run around with, they're always trying to find like the next one that's going to pop. And it's like that yeah. is now that's a little bit of gambling, right? You're like, you're just throwing it's shit definitely gambling. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> you don't know, but yeah. like div dividend investing um, and really thinking about things long-term, that's my strategy too. It's like the people that try to do day trading that are just throwing money at stuff and hope it, you know, hoping you find the, I guess the, the, the quote I use all the time is a famous Warren Buffett quote. It's a uh, time in the market is more important than timing the market. And it's so it's true. It's impossible to time, bro. Impossible. And if you, and I always tell people too, like, even if you don't have a lot of money to throw at an investment, like you can just, if you just throw a little bit of money every week or every paycheck yeah. or every month over time, man, that stuff, it adds up. You don't, you don't think about it if you automatically put stuff in your investments. And then it just, to your point, if you put it in smart things like dividends or uh, really, I mean, dividend investing, I think, is a really, really interesting space for a lot of people who want to just get in and get involved. It's to your point, it's not that complicated. No. And, and it pays back quick. Well, and I, I'm really teaching the young dudes at my gym that are, you know, in their early 20s and don't have any background in this. And they, they start to see me talk about it a lot more. And I, I really invested most of everything I was making right back into my businesses for years and years. Okay. So I didn't really you know, I would do like a SEP IRA and keep it kind of basic. And my guy would kind of pick things for me. I would say probably in the last four years is when I got like super, like, I think I just finally had a little bit more, more time to honestly spend on it. Okay. So yeah. I was very like, I was, you know, not heavy as I was in, I had very small amount of dividends going on. I was in bonds. I was in all kinds of stuff. Cause it was like, you're kind of out of the box. I, I, I have a, um, uh, a relationship with this guy for years. So I trust okay. him, but he was like, he was very like just being basic with my stuff. And then when I started going back in, like, all right, I understand this now let's fucking ride. Let's get that out of that. Let's get this, right. let's build a portfolio. And he showed me, this was really cool. He showed me a lady or told me about a lady. I guess he can't show. He's not allowed to show me, but he told me about a lady that was in her nineties Okay, with him. He's uh like around my age. So he's been in the game. He like got her from the guy that passed it on. And he's had it for over 10 years. She's, all dividends, her whole portfolio. And he was talking about how this lady who's remains nameless, obviously, but she, she took out like, I don't know if it's the 4%, but she had taken like a quarter mil or more out of this thing, but it had grown so much, dude. 
she's still making like 70,000 a year in dividends. Whoa. And, and she's in a home and it pays for everything. And her family doesn't have to do anything in her portfolio because of the market, how it's grown over the last yeah. 20 or 30 years had like her original amount that was in was like somewhere around like 200 and something. Okay. And now it's like, or maybe 300. Now it's like well over a million. The dividends have paid in for so long. I mean, it's so impressive to hear, um, it, I was just like, once I understood, he was like, yeah, he's like, I have one client that I think did it on purpose, but it was like sneaky, amazing. Yeah. And I sure. was like, I was like, that was inspiring to me. Right. Oh, to I go, bet. You know what? I know I'm going to make money. I've got a skill set, my business, but when I got, so this is what changed a lot for me, Shane. I got really injured last year and yeah. I, you've seen some of my, I I've seen and some I'm, of that, yeah. yeah and, I'm, and I'm doing fine. Like I'm pretty much back to, I'll bench 300 again here soon, but I, I tore go. my supraspinatus off. Like it's ruptured. You can, yeah. it doesn't grow back. Like you do not pass go get $200. Like <laughs> got to get <laughs> it. fucking. Back. Yeah. You yeah. either get it surgically fixed or, you know, deal with it. And I just decided to deal with it. But what it did was made me realize I was like, I've never really had like a major injury and I've been crazy maniac for 20 years. I was like, man, like, what if I couldn't lift? Yeah. Like, what if I couldn't lift? Now, am I at a point where my programming speaks for itself to a degree? I think so. But I'm not at that OG OG level yet, like where I want to be, at least the way I perceive myself. So I was like, man, I needed something else that I could kick on that because I, you know, I've been in business a long time. I don't have a lot of liabilities. I've paid most of the stuff off and yeah, I got some little toys here and there, but I needed something I could go boom. And then that cash could come to me that was completely passive outside of my normal businesses. And so two things I was interested in, one was dividends and the second was natural resources. You know, I worked as a coal miner, actually as right. a miner underground, which was part of my story and how I saved my money. And so I always thought, man, it would be amazing to own property that had you know, wells on it or own a well or own coal, something. I, I don't know. It was just like a goal of mine. So I had an opportunity to invest in some oil um, out West and, you know, three out of four projects hit oil. Wow. And they were pumping and I was selling at 45 to $60 a barrel than the fucking oil tank. So they're yeah. not even there. So they're, so I only got it. So what's crazy is I got a lease problem with one, which is in some little township in the middle of Kansas that's almost cleared up. And there's a decent pile of money there that I'm going to get my percentage, but okay. I did get paid on one. Well, it only ran for three days and then wow. the fucking oil tanks. So like I had this whole process of a year drilling these things, getting them ready, all the paperwork, all the getting with the company that pays you get like all this whole thing. So the process was amazing. And then watching the commodities, I never really watched them before. Right. So I, so I start to understand now the OPEC deals and the fucking, the Saudis and this, and you know, the crude and, and starting to, so like I got in a whole level deeper of understanding, okay, when oil was this price before, what was Exxon at? What was Chevron at? They were about the same prices as where I bought them at. So a lot of these things were things I kind of came up with, with my own research because I was into it. Um, and now I have assets that are paid off that once oil goes back to, my guy said when they go back to about $40 a barrel, which we're $8 away now, yeah, uh, we, can start to, we can start to sell again. And then that'll be an asset that'll pay passively that then I can take in and put in more investments uh, from a dividend standpoint. So I'm trying to really look, I want to be a, a G when it comes to fitness, but I want part of my thing to be this, that not only just that could I create businesses but that I'm a business guy. Like I'm not right. your just basic fucking 
lifter dude. Like I, I'm about my shit and I'm teaching it along the way. So that that's, that's a big, big part of what I want to be known for is that even my crew, these dudes all building businesses are getting promotions at work. Like that positive, like building wealth, like these dudes have portfolios. They're young, bro. And they're, they're getting their dividends or, you know, that's one of the things we're talking about the gym. D G look, here's my, they open up their E-Trade. Like, yo, my dividends is like 400 this month. Like, boom, you know what? Dude, so, yeah. you know, and maybe your squat's 600. That's great. But I want to see <laughs> yeah. the dividend too. Right. So that's like a different kind of dialogue. I think I'm trying to bring in my own way to, you know, kind of my piece of what I do. Yeah. That's awesome, Corey. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, I don't know if you knew all, knew all in like this, but no, I was gonna say you are way deeper into this than I thought you were. <laughs> I, thought, so. I thought you were going to think that once I, <laughs> you I was like, I'm about, about to blow, I'm about to blow Shane's mind. I think. Yeah. I mean, shit. I didn't know you were investing in oil fields. That's uh, you've been talking about oil. So I was like thinking like he might have a little bit more of an investment in oil. Yeah, than I think he does, I'm all but, up in it. Johnny's yeah. like, I mean, I literally, if I would have been a year earlier into it, which, you know, the opportunity didn't come at that point. And I did, I invested in some like, dude, this wildcatters, like a couple yeah. guys, small operation, but it was, is super exciting. You get these fucking, these messages back, bro. And, and there's oil coming out of the ground on something you own a percentage of. That's so crazy. Dude. What? Like, yeah. dude, are like, you kidding me? There's, like there's I'm, money coming out of the ground. Literally. I'm telling my wife's family, like, you can just call me Jerry Jones. Like, I'm fucking with them. You know, and look, my wells are small. They do 30, 50 barrels a day. This yeah. one has potential. It has gas and oil. But, and once again, I don't even know what it all means yet in a normal market because I'm sure. so early in the process. Right. What I like is taking fitness asset of money I was able to produce and then now saying, okay, commodity, um, dividends, and then trying to figure out what's that equal now to a passive income for me that eventually could maybe replace or addition to, you know, when I retire, what, right. what I was doing anyway. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, it's, it's one of those, it's like one of the very few things I think that you can do anything you can, you know, lift weights, sell programs, do corporate finance, whatever the fuck you want to do. And you can take money and turn it into more money. It's like the only, it's one of the only things I think that like everyone should be doing and could be doing. I think people even at a small amount, small amount, man. And it's funny. I think people just get, overwhelmed that's been like the most common thing i've heard of people just like i don't know where the fuck to start it's so confusing. they're scared bro mm -hmm. they're so scared. this is helpful i think you know just to hear you talk about that like you did i'm a layman bro i'm a layman yeah. to it bro like i, I didn't right. even understand it whenever i was public all yeah. the way to be on i just to be honest with you yeah. like i was yeah. learning along the way because how fast that thing went and understand even like the different level of exchanges like i had to learn all of that stuff on the fly because that's sure. part of what our business was doing and i wasn't in control out of that, it was investors and other management too. But it was one of those things where, for instance, here's a great example. You know, my mom struggled financially her whole life, right? She works with me at Corgi Fitness. She runs all my customer service and she remarried when I was 18. And my stepdad worked a bazillion hours in the coal mine. Now I'm talking like, he's the one who taught me how to work. So he had a nice little chunk of cash when he, when he retired and it was just in something that wasn't really being managed. And I was like, look, here's what I've learned. Come up here to my guy in Columbus, Joe, and let's sit down and build you something that kicks off at least 20 grand a year in dividends. Let's just keep it conservative. You guys are awesome. old, but let's, let's get a, let's get a nice little chunk. And my mom, you know, kind of just that dialogue of like, well, I'm stupid when it comes to this stuff. And I'm like, ma, it's not that difficult. Like just come with an open mind and sit down. And by the time we were done with that meeting, when I just explained it, the salary, the same way I explained it to you, which yeah. I think is very easy to understand. And I'm like, ma, 
here's a thousand dollars. This stock is $35 a share. You can get so many shares and that's going to pay you whatever that number is right there, which is the dividend per year over the quarters. She was like, this ain't that difficult. I'm like, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, now it's like us understanding. She's calling me. Did you know about the 5G stocks that are going to, I've been reading about them online. I mean, it's like, dude, it's get into it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's on, and, and so here's what I'm trying to practice more though, not to overcorrect too much. I think there was a lot of opportunities right now because I, I got into some REITs and some things that were paying higher yields I probably shouldn't have been fucking with. I lost a little bit of money, got a little, little lesson there. Yeah. Took that money and put it into the Exxons, the Chevrons at good yields. Basically, I think I saved my ass because there were opportunities because the market was so low, right? Yeah. But right. what it did was it gave me and I, you know, it gave me a little bit more perspective and, and made me understand it with any business, you got to kind of learn those type of things. And so it really, um, I, this opportunity lately, even though I don't like to see things go red, man, it taught me a ton. And um, man, I, I just, I just have learned even more throughout the pandemic and to look at different sectors and understand the, just everything as a whole. It's just, it's so, it's so interesting, man. It's, uh, and I, I really believe as an older man, like I'll be just playing golf and probably playing the market. Writing workout articles. There you go, man. Yeah. I mean, it's so cool. I always tell people like, it sounds like this is exactly what you did. I'm like, if you don't know like what to invest in or like how to get started, like find something that you're interested in. Like yep. go find a public company that like you give a shit about. Like you love Nikes or Jordans, like go look at Nike, like, uh, yep. you know, anything like that. It kind of, I think that way you're like more interested in following the news of that company. Yep. You want to like learn more about the company. And then it just becomes like, part of what you pay attention to. Like I, you've talked about it a little bit. I think it's more interesting to get on and read like business news than it is like the dumb shit that's like on, oh. news. you know, it's half time. It's like, this is like fun to like learn about and you, it's like a process. It's like anything else. It's a constant process. Well, I think that's why like you hear me talk about oil so much cause I'm so deep in it. Right. Yeah. If that shit's $60 a barrel, my shit's pumping. Then my life's uh, considerably different to be right. straight with you. If I for just sure. even, if we just hit the numbers, I know we can, and we were hitting for a short period of time, not alone if it goes back to a hundred dollars a barrel one day. So, but also you got the whole green thing. You got the whole, like, you know, yeah. we're not going to run on oil forever. We still do right now. So there's, it's just, I'm paying attention to the economics of the world in a different manner. I never have before, but yeah. part of it is because I was so focused on building my business. None of that mattered because it right. didn't matter yet. It only sure. matters now to me because I'm ed more educated about it and I'm in a different part of my life. Now, what I can do for some of these younger lifters and guys that are around me or these type of things is say, it should be a part of your life a little earlier. It just really wasn't mine because I didn't feel confident in it. And quite honestly, like if I would have had a chunk of cash a little earlier, maybe in life at a certain point, I probably wouldn't have known what to do with it like I would now. So, right. you know, a lot of times things happen like that for a reason. So if somebody came and bought all my shit tomorrow and wrote me a big check, I'd know exactly what to do with it. Yeah, right. And <laughs> that's the process too, right? Yeah, that's true. I was going to say like, well, if you could think back to when you like started, you know, number of businesses for you, whether it was the gym or Corey G Fitness or Muscle yep. Farm, is there, yeah, like how would you have, how would you have done it differently back then knowing what you know now? I would have just allocated whatever would have not, would have been an easy decision. So early in the game, maybe as a hundred a month. Eventually, it might have been 500 or 1,000. Now, it's obviously a lot more than that, but it's like one of those things where whatever would be an easy decision doesn't hurt, you know, activities, doesn't hurt anything like from a standpoint of like living, and you just don't notice it. And then you have a strategy just like I'm talking about 
That could be dividend investing. So you know, you're getting more, even more for your money. It's the long game. It's exactly what I'm teaching these dudes at the gym. I want it to be cool for you to tell me how much dividend money you're making. And I want it to be aspiring when I tell you where I'm at because you know, it's possible. Right. And so that those things you can, here's the problem with finance and money. It makes people uncomfortable, yeah. real uncomfortable. And when, you know, if you have like a real conversation with somebody and they think one thing about you and you hit them with something, they're like, fuck, then it makes them feel less than, yeah, or right. it makes you feel less than, and that's not really the point of it. Right. So I try to do a really good job of only showcasing real numbers when I know people are ready. Because yeah. I think they'll actually get motivated by it, not right. demotivated by it. And that otherwise, I'm just, I'm just trying to explain kind of the process and the thinking around it, just like I did for, um, you know, lifting and stuff. And I'm starting to become more passionate about these type of things and just about kind of just the way your mind works in general. I think all of these have been a huge part of why I've had some success in my life. Yeah, I would have to agree. Yeah, and it's interesting to hear how like passionate it sounds like you've become I love about it. this. It's so cool. Oh, um, I've uncovered, I think, what changes not like look, I know that me, like I've had partners, I've had all this, but in my family, I'm the one that was able to take it and make it different. But eventually I won't be able to be that guy anymore. Yeah. So right. what I understand now has to then kind of carry that on. And if I don't have that, I think that's why I'm so passionate about educating on it because once you understand it and you can have a pattern in like a process and the thing you do here, that's what's going to make it live on even more. My content will live, these things will live in certain businesses, but I'm really important. My personality is really important to the way I make money. Yeah. Okay. And, right. and, and my performance. That's why I was kind of, you know, when I got hurt, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, what happens if I can't lift for a year? So I think that that's why I think that's one of the best things that ever happened to me, even though maybe some of my performance will be down because I never got it fixed. But the reality is I'm pretty optimistic about that. And I think it, it sparked all of this, um, in a different, in a different level. Yeah. It's probably made, made you think a little bit more about like diversifying all your stuff too. I'm sure that's how I always think of things. It's like, how do you absolutely gain other streams of income? How do you just like, you know, I always talk about diversifying your portfolio, but really it's also about diversifying your life, right? Like not putting no too much eggs in one basket, which it seems like you've done a phenomenal job of yeah. over the years. Yeah, I'm trying to, you know, and right now is a great example. Like in a pandemic, I had a bunch of dogs running, bro. Now mm. I only got a couple dogs running. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's right. I still got a couple dogs running. So right. it's like, I'm thankful for that, but I understand that I'm building these other passive revenue streams. You know, also like the, the thing I'm sitting in right now um, is an Airbnb property that has three. Oh, units. cool. And so, like, I have my studio here, so I rent it to myself, and then it has two rentable units that literally are busy. Oh, every that's weekend. awesome. And oh, so, cool. and, and it's, it's in, in the town that I really like. I live outside of this town, but it's right by a really nice university, walking distance from this real, like, colonial old school town. And I've always wanted to, I don't, I don't live in the village, they call it. I live out in the country, but I always okay. wanted to invest into the area. Yeah. So I started looking around and I was like, the original house was built in 1900. The other stuff was added onto it. And it looks like this small little cute house when you walk up and you realize it's literally pieced together three different ways. Super cool. Has three, basically three separate living quarters. And so I have oh, wow. like a, through the garage, I've got a, um, basically like a mother-in-law suite with a full kitchen. I rent out. Oh, that's up, cool. Up, upstairs. I've got a super dope, like kind of one bedroom. It doesn't have a full kitchen, but it's like, it has a full living room and then a, a one bedroom, one bath that somebody can rent if they're coming to go to the college. And then I have the front of the house where I have my podcast set 
two bedrooms upstairs, full kitchen. I can do content and I could rent this out if I wanted, but I kind of rent it to myself. So it's like, that was my whole thing was like, yo, if I can get some real estate and I'm not heavy in real estate, but if I can get another property that I own outright, you know, have some obviously over time, use it plus pay for it, get the oil and get the dividends going, that these would be three new streams of income for myself that my family has never experienced for sure. Um, besides myself, um, and now, you know, kind of ongoing as I'm building things, you know, just kind of invest into these. So that was kind of yeah. my plan. That's awesome. I mean, I, I didn't know you were in real estate too, but that was my next question is if this is an, if you have a real estate play too, that's awesome. Well, my, you know what? I'm an old school on this one because I had this client, you know, when you're a personal trainer, the cool thing about it is you get to be around people that can afford you. Right. So a that's lot of good. times you can learn off people that already know how to make money. I had this client that it was, it was wild. Like I started, I was always trying to figure out cause he always had so many nice things and how I knew how much he paid me for him and his wife and, and the dude run an excavator. I mean, literally inside the excavator, right? Well, he had this fucking, and he's still to this day, he's like 60. I had him when I was 20 years old. He still comes to my gym. It's wild. Wow. He's, been okay. years. he's like in his sixties, looks really good shape. And he's like, bro, he's like, I could wax a car with this thing. Literally is what he told me. He's that good at it. And okay. so he's like top end of what he does. And he's like, I need one guy. And we put gas and gas and uh, I think it's natural gas and water lines in for developments. Oh. He got it down to where he goes in. There's a hundred houses. He gets the contracts and he can knock out so many in a day. And it costs that. And he's got it all figured out. This dude, it's printing money, bro. It's That's one of the most wild. impressive. It's one of the most impressive things I ever saw. And so I, I started to understand like, man, this guy's just so efficient He's probably making, you know, damn near close to a million dollars a year. He's wow. at the top of his craft. He's a, yeah. he's a blue collar dude. Yeah. And I started seeing, but here's one thing he always talked about. He got a brand new crib about halfway through our relationship. And I knew, I looked it up. It was, you know, it was pretty expensive. He's like, my, my plan is like, I need to own that. You know, so then one day when I sell that, he looked at it like a piggy bank. So some people don't want to pay chunks okay. on their cash of their yeah. house because they look at it like, Okay, I can be leveraging the money somewhere else. Right. What the point, my thing was when I bought my house, I was like, I want to pay it off in less than 10 years. Oh, awesome. And yeah, that, yeah. And that was my plan. I paid it off in seven. And I was like, you know wow, what? Congrats. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. And so I was like, you know what? Then this is just there. And yeah. as it goes up and I invest into it, I put a pool and I got a bar and all these things, it's continued to escalate. That is one of my piggy banks that's there. Now, hindsight, if I knew what to do with all that cash, would I have done that again? I can't tell you that, but I yeah. do know that that's there. Right. And it's all up in value. So my right. whole plan with this that I'm sitting in right now is do the same thing right. is let someone else pay it as they rent it. I pay it. And then again, boom, now we got two. And right. so none of my like strategies are really that serious. They're very basic. I don't really know a ton about this stuff, but I just know, I just know I live below my means. I've paid my shit off and I'm just, you know, inching away, itching away at it every month. And I believe it will compound to create, um, you know, hopefully a nice, a nice thing for me as I'm an, an older person and for my ongoing family members. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Corey, it's funny that you, for not, for saying you don't have a, like a finance background, it seems like you've, you've almost learned through osmosis of people around you because 
but all the things you're saying are things like me and my wife are trying to do. I mean, like we just re, we refinanced our house during this time to try to go, you know, we live in Chicago. So mm-hmm. not that it's an excuse, but it's expensive as shit. And it's so, <laughs> way different we, than rural Ohio, bro. I get oh, it. Oh my, yeah, I'm, I'm from Indiana originally. So, so you I, know, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm like, I moved here and I'm like, how much is a house? I'm like, what? Yeah. A ranch? Oh yeah. What? You know, you can live like a king out here, boy. I know. I know. I wish I, I look back at where I lived in Indiana. I'm like, we could have gotten that for the price of this house. Like what? Different ball game. Right. So, but it's interesting. I mean, you, you've done all the things that I feel like me and my crew talk about all the time. Like you're very diversified. You're trying to pay shit off below your means. Those are all the, I mean, that's like the magic. I think it's like really not that complicated. It's just, I think it takes a lot of people a long time to figure that out. Discipline too, man. And I got to tell you, like, I'm not perfect on it. I've been out of discipline with it. Like first house I got, I probably couldn't afforded it, you know? And actually that was crazy because I was only in there a year and that's when I went to start MP and my wife had just quit her job as a teacher. Like she cashed out her 401 to pay our mortgage for a year while I was starting muscle farm. Yeah. So like, so to let you guys know, like this isn't like there was definitely like some real high risk type of scenarios. And on top of it, I bought it in a housing market that just crashed. So when I sold it to go into my new one, I didn't have any equity. I just oh, barely right. got out even. So, so I've had some, like, I've seen like where it hasn't been like detrimental, okay. but I've been borderline on some stuff a few times. And then obviously I had the fucking train wreck kind of with the muscle farm stock stuff. So like I learned, and I think that's probably why, even though I'm kind of a crazy dude, my investment strategies are pretty reserved yeah. Um, and, and just really methodical because I just, at the end of the day, man, I just want to know if I got, you know, X amount of M's and fucking real estate and this much in the stock market and a cash position, like a lot of shit can happen, but I should still be good. Like, right. You know what Especially I mean? Especially you don't have a lot of debt, you know? No. And I don't really have that much debt in the things I'll do ongoing when it comes to this type of stuff. I'm going to have value to somebody or to myself hundred percent, right. because I could do Corey G fitness forever. I love right. this just capturing my life. So, yeah. so my thing is like, you know, it's hard to be patient to not, you know, bite off too much, but I, I liked, um, I kind of came up with this thing. Like at the end of the day, if I'm taking on a liability, I know exactly what I'm doing because I understand it and I can't notice it if it's coming out of my account. It has to be yeah. such an easy decision that it changes nothing. Oh, that's great. When I go to buy a Rolex or, you know, I buy a, an expensive car, it changes nothing about my lifestyle, about my investment strategy, about anything. So if I'm reaching for it, then I probably shouldn't do it. And I can't tell you that I didn't do those things early in my career because way too many rap videos and I didn't know I would ever have <laughs> yeah. money like this. And so, you know, I, I hoped I would, but you know, you do, you don't really know until it oh, happens. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to kind of, you know, scale that beast a little bit, but you know, so that, that's kind of the way I look at things. Like if it's an easy decision and, you know, and I think that I have, you know, something kicking off passive money that can pay for it. Very rich dad, poor dad basics. Yeah. Then I get it. I say, right. fuck it. Got it. Oh, I love it. No, that's a great mentality, <laughs> right? I mean, it's so funny. Yeah. And it's, it, it's funny because what I'm loving, you know, getting to talk to you is like you, you're, you're, you've taken risks in business and it seems like your other income streams are trying to be more conservative. So you have this like healthy balance. I try to, my whole but, life's been risk, bro. That's why I yeah. always tell my financial guy, like right. my whole life's been risk. I've never known where my money's coming from. I'm always starting new businesses. One ran and then I had to restart. And then, so like my whole life I've lived in a limbo isolated fucking maniac mode. Right. Like that's why the shit that's happening right now isn't that crazy for me. I'm used okay. to solo operating and trying to be creative and doing these things and where I work with Johnny remote anyway right. or Dustin. So it's like, 
you know, really for me, it's like, if I can pull the money out of the crazy and put it in something that's going to grow, but I feel comfortable with it, um, then that to me makes the most sense because I've already risked everything by trying to live this life. Right. Right. And even though I know it works, but you're not guaranteed it's going to work tomorrow. No, no. You only guaranteed it worked an hour ago. Right. Right. A hundred percent. Right. You're right. You know, I mean, COVID should t- tell us all that, right? Like we, no one saw that coming and then boom, we're all in this new reality today. So no question. That's it's wild. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. That that's really good feedback for, I know definitely all of my listeners, me, me, I feel like I'm learning a ton from this. I think, um, that makes me know, feel good, dude. For no, my I appreciate it, Corey. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate it. Cause like, it's funny. I think, I think podcasts to me, why I fell in love with podcasts and like why I want to do my own is like, I don't know, you see people in all of the different, like whether it's Instagram, YouTube, their own podcast, and like you, you hear about them and you get to know them. You feel like in a weird way because you're listening sure. to so many hours of them. Uh, but you just talk to someone one-on-one. I think you get to see a whole nother side and it's cool. It's really cool. People are like, generally when I'm kind of around town and we kind of get on subjects like this. And like I said, I won't ever share like real numbers and stuff because sure. I don't want to make people feel weird or maybe they'll make me feel weird, whatever. But it's like, they're very surprised yeah. when, because they just expect me to be a muscle head. Okay. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, that's just, and that's, and, and I don't dress up and you know, kind of the way I operate. So I already kind of, you know, I, I operate with a chip on my shoulder, but it's also kind of warranted because of the way I've been treated because I don't right. look like your normal kind of business guy. And so like people expect the, I think connotation of muscles and this, and when I started talking dividends and in the actually, you know, and, and then when I get deeper down the conversation, I, I drop the oil thing every now and again. Not very many people even know that actually surprised. Like if okay. when people listen to this, this will yeah. be very, this will be new news to a lot of people. And I think yeah. I might've mentioned it on my podcast a couple of times, but um, it's one of those things where people are, you know, really kind of shocked. And, and, I, and that's the thing with me. Like I'm, I'm proud of that because it, where, I, where my financial situation was in the IQ that was, you know, passed down or just, the only thing we kind of knew, my mom was just trying to survive, bro. Yeah. Like my right. dad was in the coal mine. Half the time he was on strike. She's trying to survive. They ain't talking about margin. They ain't talking about dividends. They, that's not the dialogue you hear. Like what my kids hear me talk. I'm telling my kids shit's on sale right now. Yeah. Right. It is. That's what I've been saying. I mean, that, I say that's what, I'm thing. like, I, I call my financial guy. Everyone else is calling him because they think the fucking world. I said, what's on sale today? Right. Like I know it's a different position, but it's a different mentality. And I'm like, yeah, of course I'm red on shit. And, but the opportunity, this is the transfer of wealth right, right. now. Right. 100%. This is how motherfuckers, like I tell my guy like 36 months from now, I'm not going to be mad about any of these bots. No. I already know it. No, hundred percent. Everyone in 08 thought the same thing. Like this is never going to bounce back. I, no one's going to own a home after this. You know, it I remember comes. just enough from 08. I was just starting to pay attention but I remember like the blue collar guys yeah. I was around, they lost half their 401, bro. They, right. And some of them was tripping out and taking it out, but everyone that left it in, it went way back up plus more. Right. Right. And so, you know, if you can learn, but the patience is the tough part. And I've been good within my lifting career that early in this, I was, you know, I've got caught a couple of times. Ah, this thing wasn't doing nothing or it wasn't paying a dividend. Let me get out of it and get to this. And then, you know, 60 days later, it looks way different. So right. that's the thing about Warren Buffett. Like, you know, the patience, being in it, hanging. Um, you know, I'm long on Snapchat. I'm a big believer in that. It's all my kids use. Okay. I have a 15-year-old. Yeah. I have a 15-year-old. He don't even text his friends. They snap. Just Snapchat. So, yeah. yeah, so I'm all up. I bought I bought a heavy amount of like 944, bro. So I'm looking real oh, good nice. on that there right now. Yeah. And so like Snapchat's long for me. 
um, paying them on a ride all the way, hopefully back to where it was, yeah. you know, but, it, but the commodity stuff, obviously I'm heavy into, I'm going to stay long in that, but it's like the dividend payers that, um, and Amazon for me, I, I really, <laughs> I'm just going to look at this. He is going to be the first trillionaire. Yeah. I would he agree. is going to be in healthcare and other things because he has the infrastructure in my opinion. So you know what? Every time I go to the office to invest, I'm going to, I'm going to grab whether it's one, whether it's 10, whatever, whatever's happening. And I'm just going to forget about it. Yeah. Dude, that's, I, that's the I one that's going to ride to the moon. Dude, it's got, how that's is just, it not 5,000? I don't know. How is it you know not, you, I, I don't know. It's one, it's like the one stock I tell everybody. I'm like, if you can do it, or if you can use things to use like partial shares, so you can throw like $10 yeah. at Amazon. It's like its own, partial. it's like its own, its own index fund basically oh, is what it is. So I'm I mean, looking it's so at, diversified. It's crazy. So yeah. I bought um, a share December, two years ago in December, it was 1337. It was the <laughs> lowest. And that's when I bought it for my kids. That's cool. So I bought them each a share of Amazon. I bought them three shares of Facebook. It was 140 then. And I bought them one share of Starbucks and it was like $60. And that's what I gave them for Christmas and explained it. And then, you know, they're asking me like, dad, like, what's it at? I'm like, dude, it's $2,400 a share. I mean, they're up a grand. And so I didn't even buy any for myself during that time. Like an idiot to them. Yeah. But it's, it's but my thing is, is really trying to push to where, you know, that's going to be a long, long play for me that, that I can just sell one here and there when I'm old. Absolutely. That's awesome. Well, Corey, thank you so much. Um, I got to wrap this up. Unfortunately, I got to run to a meeting, but I, uh, this was so cool. I really appreciate you taking your time today to do this. And I think honestly, you're going to add a ton of value to my listeners and hopefully people, you know, a lot of people know who you are through me. I'm I'm a big fan. I've been doing your workouts and max efforts, you know, by all that stuff. And, uh, so it was, it was a, Honored to have you on here today. I really yeah, no problem, man. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks, man. Hope you have a happy on again soon someday. All Pretty right, cool. see you, Omi. Awesome. See you, Corey. Thank you so Later. much. Hey there, everybody. Not quite done yet. Just wanted to add a little ending to today's episode. Uh, If you look in the show notes, don't forget there's a few links there. The first one being a link to uh, my stock market rebound tracker. This is essentially a free Google Sheet tool for any of you to use and share with your friends um, that just basically maps out the stocks that I am keeping an eye on. Uh, potentially looking to invest in and really just wanting to keep on the radar. So definitely check that out. And then if you are new to investing and really want to try it for yourself, uh, I would suggest using the second link in the show notes, which is basically a link to Robinhood, which is the platform I use for all of my investments. You get free trading, no commission fees whatsoever. And by the way, Robinhood is not a sponsor of the podcast, Um, but you will be able to get a free stock uh, by signing up using my link. So get after it. Try out some investing. Uh, Thanks again for listening. And most importantly, stay positive. Have a good day. And I will talk to you guys soon. Goodbye.